Hello, friends. Welcome to Mavs Moneyball After Dark. This is Kirk Henderson and Josh Bo coming to you on Friday nights just after 10 o'clock, which is a reasonable time for a podcast. I'm delighted by this. <laughs> uh, the Dallas Mavericks just fell to the Orlando Magic in their second preseason game, 110-105. Josh, how you doing? Doing pretty good. Um, a little choked up about Jason Kidd's undefeated preseason record. Going up in flames, but I'll I'll manage to make through it, make it through this podcast. I didn't know that. I yeah. like I tend to turn down the volume when I'm writing, just because I'll like, you know, like they'll they'll throw they'll throw things like that at me, and that'll completely like ruin my train of thought. Anyhow, um, you know, it was a it was an interesting game, I think. So, just as a quick summary, if you missed it, Friday night preseason game. Don't really blame me if you decided to opt out and go <laughs> to something else. Um, Luka Doncic started with Reggie Bullock, JaVale McGee, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, and then in a, a late uh, interesting ad was Jaden Hardy. Um, the Mavericks came out early, looked really good, uh, offensively at least. Luka Doncic looked outstanding, um, and the Mavericks sort of took it to the the uh, Magic. And, you know, when Luka was playing, the game was in control, in the second half, they sat Luca. Christian Wood had a chance to cook by himself, did a pretty good job. And then in the fourth quarter, they played, you know, kind of the entire back end of the bench guys that, you know, are trying to make the roster, things like, you know, there's a, a Tyler Hall, um, McKinley Wright. And at that point, the, the lid was just on the basket for the Mavericks. And they didn't play very good defense. And the, the Magic basically just quietly put them away. Yeah, I think the you know the story of this game is the Mavericks are only there's only one more preseason game left. They're only playing three of these, so I have to imagine that third preseason game, the starters are the important players. There's not going to be a ton of minutes for them if they even play at all. Right. But the first half was, aside from you know the six minutes Hardy got uh, because he started, it was all the main guys. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that was the closest we're going to see. Uh, before the season starts, something resembling like the normal rotation, and I'm, nothing too shocking or surprising. But it was just it was just cool to see so quickly into the preseason. Like, oh, this is what it's going to look like because you know with Luca coming off Eurobasket, I, I honestly wasn't sure how much he was going to play this preseason. But he played almost you know he played 18 minutes in the first half. That's pretty good, and he looked great and. Kind of everything went according to plan, uh, aside from Hardy starting, which was, you know, probably just a nod to, you know, reward well, him for. So I'm, I'm curious win. about that. I'm really yeah. curious about that. And I wrote the, I, the, I devoted kind of a whole blurb to this to in my recap, mainly because I just don't really know what to write about preseason games. That sounding like an idiot. Um, and I sort of wonder if they're seeing what they have with him in the with the rest of the key players to see if he can maybe float them some minutes because our our sort of overarching question for the entire offseason once once Brunson left was how are they going to replace these backup minutes they've uh, they've talked to to us you know in the media about Spencer Dinwiddie and Luca, you know, pretty much being it, and then they're going to buy minutes elsewhere. Well, I was been under the impression Dinwiddie's going to start, and Dinwiddie didn't start tonight, which is, you know, that is what it is. But I, I didn't mind the the hardy minutes. I mean, he's he's a willing shooter. Um, defensively, I think they'll get picked on a little bit, but I I, I don't. 
the the sort of lineups that they're wanting to put out like you know i think the javel mcgee defensive presence is a lot is like really overstated um and and what if they just are, are trying to see what they have because i i just think that the backup point guard minutes become an issue at some point and if you can spread luca and and spencer out for as much as possible and really only need them for the fourth quarter together i think that could serve the mavericks well now I'm probably wildly overstating this because it's preseason and maybe Jaden Hardy just goes away. But I, at, I'm at the point right now where through summer league and preseason, I the Hardy minutes are not causing me consternation. I'm enjoying them and I'm not, you know, I, maybe it's not fair to, you know, young Josh Green, but I, I just, he he's not, he's not taken away from things. Am, am I just missing the boat there? No, no. I mean, I mean, he, I mean, he didn't play particularly great, but like you said, you know, he only had one turnover in 20 minutes, five fouls, which goes, that's yeah, you know, like rookie numbers, but only one turnover in 20 minutes, which is nice. I mean, but he was two of 10, one of five from three. So he didn't really do all too much, but like you said, he didn't look like wildly uh, out of place on the floor. I just assumed he was starting because, you know, it was kid rewarding him for basically single-handedly winning that game one. And then maybe just being like, what does he look like next to Luca? And you know right. what he looks like is just kind of like an off-ball uh, shooting point guard. You know, like he's got kind of the frame of a bigger point guard, but he plays like a two guard. So when you've got a six, seven, six, eight point guard, it actually kind of makes a little was, sense. They watched it with so, Brunson. Like, yeah. it, it, obviously, they're not even remotely similar players, but you get away with the size archetype for periods of time. I don't know. I I hate to. I hate to read too much into it, but I I've been thinking about this and and I have, you know, I, you, you know me. I talk to like everybody who DMs me. And one of the things that I I try to tell people who think that the Mavericks are going to win just a ton of games is that they still don't have enough bodies. They still don't have enough guys. You need 10 guys that you can trust night in and night out because of injuries because of nights off, because sometimes guys just don't have it. And right now I think the Mavericks have eight. That's not to say they're going to be bad or anything. It's just there's there's a little more variance to the outcome. And if Hardy can somehow, you know, find his way into that 10 to 11 man rotation during the season and buy Dallas time, I think that's really important. Yeah, that'd be really cool. And uh, I think it especially correlates with, the thing that I noticed the most in the first half was that Frank Milikina and Dwight Powell did not play at all in mm. the first half. And so I think presumably we all thought that Frank, you know, Frank was going to be in the, in the, yeah. In the, <laughs> I thought that that says a lot, right? I think mm. um, uh, presumably a lot of us thought, you know, what the Mavericks have been saying, uh, at least public publicly saying is, you know, Frank is going to be in the mix for backup point guard minutes, but he didn't get. He didn't look particularly great in that first preseason game. Didn't come off the bench. Um, kind of surprising. And I wonder, you know, if the Hardy thing was just an experiment where those six minutes that Hardy played in the first half would those normally go to Frank in like the regular season? So, so we'll have to see how much of the Hardy thing was an experiment or you know a shifting of what Kid is actually thinking about doing for the regular season. But the no Dwight thing. Uh, I don't know if it's – it might be surprising for a long-time Mavs fans because he's just – he is inevitable. Like, he's been on this team for so long, and he always <laughs> plays. Like, it's just crazy. I don't remember a time – when was the last time 
Dwight Powell was healthy and not part of like the rotation, like when he first got yeah. traded here, 2015, uh, like 2015. Yeah. yeah. So like, it's crazy. But then you look at it and you're like, okay, well, if McGee starts, you're, and you're playing wood and Kleba off the bench, like, and you're, you know, you're not going to necessarily play a ton of two big lineups. It looks like, like where's Powell going to get minutes unless, you know, one of those guys needs a night off or there's an injury. So I thought that was, it was both kind of surprising and also, oh, well, I guess this makes sense if the Mavericks are really committed to, you know, having, you know, one of Luca or Dinwiddie on the floor, uh, you know, there are two, uh, two defensive wings, whether it's Bullock, uh, Finney Smith, uh, Josh Green, and then, you know, playing another big like McGee or Wood, or you play, they played, the only time they played two bigs in the first half was Wood and, and Kleba, and they're both shooters, so it was kind of cool. They always, I mean, they always had four or five shooters on the floor in the first half. So uh, I thought that was like, that was the big takeaway for me was those two guys not getting off the, off the bench in the first half when it looked like the Mavericks were kind of playing it like a, like a real game. Well, and then that allows me to pivot to the next thing I want to talk about. And it's specific to Luka Doncic, who, like you said, looked great. This is a thing that I saw him do in a Eurobasket play and i was curious as to how and he did it a lot and i was curious to see when it would come to the nba please tell me if i'm wrong here i have been seeing him use a jump stop step through to just get defenders lost in ways that he did not do last year uh he he did it once and threw a behind the back pass to a corner don't know don't know who shot the ball because the ball didn't go in but just and then he's made a he's had a couple of makes and an and one off it. Do you, do you know what move I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I think I yeah I think I know. Is it when he gets in the middle of the floor and just kind of yeah, and know. he does like a two foot jump stop and in just you know he he pump fakes on the jump stop and either passes out of it or steps through it like he's doing like a show and go type move like we used to do in the eighth grade on post-up moves <laughs> like <laughs> just real old man like i'm just having fun with the defense type stuff and when he if he gets a guy in the air he almost always does something really cool with it and then if he doesn't he just shoots a ball um <laughs> and and like goes for the straight up land and he's just he uses his uh his his size strength and and really going at his own pace in such fun to watch ways. Now I'm sure he's done this before. Somebody's going to come at me tomorrow, but I've just been noticing this on moves more and more with how he does it. And it's, it's just a lot of fun to watch. And that then allows me to pivot directly into probably the thing that most people are going to take away from this is that the Christian Wood Luka Doncic pick and roll combo is going to be mean. Oh yeah, Wood is as advertised on the on the offensive end of the floor so far. And the nice thing is, you know, I think what a couple preseasons ago when Josh Richardson hit every single three-pointer and I think we all were trying to temper our expectations but people got really excited. Uh the difference is Wood, I mean like this is kind of what Wood does, right? Like the last 2 to 3 years, I mean, he has just been an offensive machine. I I mean, he's not a volume shooter. Like I know that people want to like talk about, you know, good stats, bad team guy, but usually those guys get their stats because there's no one else on the team. They just kind of put up a bunch of shots until they get Mm -hmm. their points and rebound. I mean, Wood has been basically like a 50, 40 guy for the last two years. I mean, so, you know, as bad as those Rockets teams where you can't, like you can't fake, you know, being a starter and shooting 50% from the floor, like on, 
on, you know, high volume of, uh, of attempts and they're not just layups. Like yeah, this is like the real deal and him being in the Mavericks, you know, kind of flowing offense with Luca and spacing. I mean, it just, it looks real good. And I know it's preseason, but man, I mean, this is kind of what he's been doing the last three years. Uh, and it's going to be, like you said, they're going to be, I think you said this on Twitter, they're going to just be a pain in the ass for teams to try to guard, especially like in a regular season where teams are not necessarily getting the most detailed scouting reports because it's such a grind and there's not as much practice time as you want. Like the Mavericks are just going to be able to pick and roll some teams to death. Well, so so here's something, and you know, I'm going to bother people with this, but I did not deep dive Christian Wood at all. I wanted to see him play with Luca and get a sense of what his game could be like with Luca because to a degree, what he's done before ultimately doesn't matter. Um, and what I saw tonight, particularly on the roll, he drew two fouls at the basket in ways that Dwight Powell cannot. Uh, you know, Dwight gets fouled on oops. But he doesn't get fouled on catches because guys know that if you get Dwight Powell on the catch on a dive, he's not really going to do anything with it. And that's not Dwight's fault. He, you know, we see him a couple of times when he just he does these moves where he shoots the ball all the way over the rim somehow because he's just like trying to get up a shot and get an attempt. Whereas Woods, much longer wingspan, causes defenses problems. He's got a lot more balance when he, he's on the catch and he's in the middle of the lane. There were just there are things on the roll that I was not, I've been told about, but I hadn't actually seen other than a few highlights because in my brain, a lot of what I was expecting was wood creating space for Luca, the way KP created space for Luca early in that 2019, 20 run when Luca was just cooking at the rim. And yes, that's an element of what we're going to get, but the dive elements and the way Luca found him on a couple of like just nifty threading of the needle it's, you know, you know this, and, and anybody that's ever played like the role man, it's not easy. I think it's really overstated by fans. It's like, oh, he's got to set the screen and go to the basket. No, no, no. You got to know where to roll. You can't roll just to any one spot. You got to notice the defense in front of you. You got to notice where the wing defense is on the help. It's There's a lot of elements to it, and it's, it's not a simple process. And if the Mavericks uh, can get you know, Luca and, and Wood to have some some reasonable chemistry, then it's just gonna be a it's gonna be a pain. Yeah, and I think the thing with Wood that we just haven't seen here in forever, and especially especially since Luca's been drafted, is he's just he is just the world's better athlete than any pick and roll partner that Luca has had in terms yeah. of just explosiveness. And, and this includes this, this includes Porzingis. Porzingis yeah. didn't have any burst. Right. You know, Porzingis was a good dunker and, and, and things like that and had a good length. But in terms of like speed burst acceleration, you know, Pal has some of that, but he just has his, you know, 6'10 wingspan or whatever it is. So it's tough for it's tough for him to go through guys uh, when your body's built like that. But Wood is not built like that, to say the least. So it's like, you know, it's been something the Mavericks haven't really had since... You know, I want to say maybe like the Tyson Chandler, Brandon Wright years where they just, they could just, these, they just have the horses now for in the, in the pick and roll. And, and they just didn't have that before. And, and Wright just sticks out like a sore thumb. I mean, Wood, apologies, just sticks out like a sore thumb because like before it just kind of felt like the Mavericks, you know, with Powell, they developed him into a, a great rim runner and he, he, a lot of, uh, 
you know, give a lot of props to him for developing and working on his game to get to that. But Wood is just unfairly just naturally gifted in a way that, you know, Pal can work on stuff as much as he wants, but he's not, his arms aren't going to grow three inches long. Like, you know, like it's just, mm-hmm. Wood is just mm-hmm. an explosive athlete and they just haven't had that uh, for a big guy uh, in the last, since Luke has been drafted. And yeah. how often have we wanted, like, you know, the Mavericks have been a very floor bound team since Luke has been drafted. They just don't have a ton uh, of explosive, athletes. aggressive athletes. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes you just need guys like that. So Luca can just throw the ball up and let them go get it. Um, kind of like a, you know, quarterback with a, freak freak athlete wide receiver like you just sometimes you just need that uh and it just adds a bit of dynamic uh dynamicism to the mavericks flow and lineup and it's it's fun to watch and i hope it continues the regular season i mean it should i mean what is he's not it's not like he's doing stuff he hasn't done before so it's fun to watch well, and the rest of the starters were kind of hit or miss for me. Reggie Bullock just continues to look like that perfect plug-and-play player with Luca. Um, they even got him a nifty little layup in the rim on kind of a, a long, developing curl play where Luca found him on like a thirty-foot pass. Yeah. Um, Dorian just, just Dorian just Dorian. is another guy. He just he's great. He's great. I love you know Dorian is just. I'm glad that he has just taken over the spot in my heart that, you know, four years ago, five years ago, where I was just like, he was dead to me because he couldn't hit anything. <laughs> and he, he just, he just looks great. I'm, I'm really, I'm really pleased Dorian Finney-Smith is a Maverick. JaVale McGee did what I expected, um, which was a, a nothing. <laughs> um, kind of, yeah, I, I just. Nice plays, but he also yeah, he's had a negative nine plays. in 11 minutes. Yeah. I'm sorry, like being a negative nine in 11 minutes. And again, 11 minutes of preseason action. I hear what people are telling me. He had one real cool dunk. Um, it was really cool he also like his gravity was pretty apparent too on a couple of pick and rolls with luca where the like the because he's rolling hard not on it was a side pick and roll almost um and and the defense just had to collapse because if the defense didn't come down on mcgee luca would have thrown it to mcgee instead he kicked it out to the corner for an open three so like the the elements there i think are going to be pretty valuable i think i i also he also looked totally gassed a couple of times, which is going to be, I think, a theme that people are going to need to get used to. He's not going to play more than 20 minutes a game. Um, mm-hmm. He may start quarters. He may play spots here and there, but it's he's a burst player, um, and, and that'll be something to see. Yeah. I'm trying to think if, he, if – He's I'm, so big, too. When you talk about huge. him rolling to the rim, like that's something that differentiates him from like when Dwight or Maxi set screens and roll. Like he just – he forces people to pay attention to him when he goes to yep. the, when he moves to the rim. Well, and then there's the I, the, I can't believe we talked about him earlier, but it was really nice to see Tim Hardaway play. I yeah, just his first I like, game since January, right? Yeah, I, I you know not a stellar game, not a terrible game. It was just a Tim Hardaway game where you could see you know he's a big guy, confident shooter. I'm just I'm glad to have him back. Is 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 what I'll say. Yep, same here. Yeah. Nothing much else to say. Just he glad he played. You know, he played 15 minutes. I felt like he played a lot, but I mean, that's good. Like he needs to yep. get his feet under him. So that was good to see. Yeah. You know, past that, you go through the box score, look at some different guys. There's not like a ton to see. Like it was a, to me, it's pretty disappointing. Josh Green game um, relative yeah, kind to of what a, we've seen prior, but maybe he was due to step back a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, I think what, what sucked was not, you know, the, the box score line is, is what it is, but it was kind of like the opposite of his game one. Like remember how we were like, man, he was, 
he was assertive. He was aggressive. He felt controlled. He was making like the right reads without yeah, a lot of rookie. Using, yeah. A lot of last year, Josh Green mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, that was unfortunate. A lot of, you know, passing up shots and just basically all the good things he did in game one. He did the opposite in this game. Yeah. Which, yeah I'm probably still going to have to deal with that as he, as he keeps getting minutes and, you know, keeps developing. Well, I think we've kind of hit on the high points. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So, according to the broadcast, they have a scrimmage at some point this week, and then they play against the Jazz next Friday, which <laughs> week we off will... between preseason games. Right. I know. It's just that's how much it's like the NFL is doing this too, where it's like you want to see people play in highly competitive situations, but like Jalen Suggs got hurt for the Magic tonight. Yeah, like Suggs. Yeah, and it's like like you, who wants to get hurt in a preseason game? You know, Christian Wood rolled his ankle. It's like I understand why these teams are doing this, and yeah, we yep. what it might end up being is kind of just like the NFL, where the first four weeks are pretty sloppy. But you'd rather have that when the games actually count than play like six preseason games. I mean, as much yeah. as you know, I, I, I love our our guy Brent Brooks. Uh, you know, one of our new contributors is like totally sold on McKinley Wright. And I was just like telling me the other night, like, man, McKinley Wright is not making this team. I don't know. <laughs> it's not his fault. This is, there's no roster spots. Yeah, he's like, a training camp invite. Right. And it, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's like Tyler Dorsey was ugh, again. Um, it was, it's just such a, like these, there's not much to see for these guys who are extremely unlikely to make the team. So it, it just kind of is what it is. Um, yeah. When you have a team that's like the expectations for the Mavericks, all those guys, they're playing for, they're auditioning for other teams for the most mm-hmm, part. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll continue to push out stuff over the next week. Like, I recorded a podcast with a friend of the program, Matt Moore, who I think is, like, finally high on the Mavericks, which is either really good or really bad, depending on your point of view. Um, he had some really <laughs> he had some really interesting arguments about why he thinks the Mavericks will overperform their Vegas over-under, uh, like, definitely beat their win total, which I think is, like, at 48.5. Um, why he thinks the Jalen, like, the, the betting markets in particular – are really overselling the Jalen Brunson loss. Uh, and also he has a bet down for Luca to lead the league in points and assists. He just thinks we're going to get like James Harden's peak season on steroids with usage from Luca. I'm not sure, but like there are times when I could see why he would think that. And, you know, we, over the next couple of, like we're going to have plenty of time over the next two weeks. I think it's 12 days till opening day where we're just going to overanalyze everything. I'm going to, I'm going to get a kick out of this. Yeah, it'll be fun um there's still you know i mean it feels like training camp just started so you know there's still much yeah. more to, to digest that's right and there'll be practices and things out mm-hmm. you know there was i don't know if you and i talked about this but there's a fun little line out from um like tim cato's last kind of reported piece that said uh hey the mavericks aren't super into christian wood's effort which tickled me because it was <laughs> it's like well yeah that's what every team nice. has a problem with <laughs> yeah all right. Well, this has been great. Uh, you know, we're going to do, I'll do a Mavs uh, after show here with uh, live on Spotify. And then um, we're going to record a few more things probably going into next week. And, uh, you know, we'll probably record next week. I'm having half the staff over to my house uh, to watch uh, watch the, the last preseason game. But, you know, we'll see if we actually record something. Maybe I'll just turn on my mic and we can record us yelling about the game and then we'll post that. <laughs> that would be funny. Like that. <laughs> That's right. All right, guys, keep coming to uh, Mavs Money Bowl. We got a lot of stuff up over the next several days. Still got a lot of preseason content we've had in the can that we're slowly rolling out. Player previews, what we think about other teams, division previews, what other t- 
team sites think about us. There's a really good one from <laughs> Ben Zadell last week where the, the Grizzlies blog, uh, my guy Parker Fleming answered some questions about the Mavericks. It's, I really like a lot of what we're putting out. We're putting out a lot of volume, volume shooting. We're the, the Tim Hardaway of Mavs blogs, I guess. But, <laughs> hey, uh, you know, we, we appreciate your support. And uh, please leave us a rating and a review and all that good stuff. And we will talk to you at some point this week.